Welcome everybody. Well, here it is. It is Wednesday, November 4th, the day after the election. And uh, we do not know yet who the president of the United States is. Uh, so, in fact, we're, we're hearing that we might not know for a while still, um, and there's a lot of people that have a, a lot of anxiety. Uh, Olivier Melnick is joining us. Olivier, what do you say about this? Well, you know, I first of all, good to be with you again. Uh, I stayed up last night until... Uh, probably about maybe 11 o'clock thinking maybe we'll get some kind of an idea and then, then i just gave up and uh yeah a lot of people are frustrated and and uh, it could be another week before we know yeah and I would, uh yeah. yeah i was up till midnight and uh i was just thinking man but i look at everything and and uh, i want to move on from this because there's there's so much election coverage there's so much stress there's anxiety all over not just our country but the world is watching too because what happens here has it will affect the rest of the world one way or another so uh, people need hope and i look at all of this and god is still god he's the same yesterday today and forever and he's a god of hope in fact you go all the way back to genesis chapter 3 and there is the plan in genesis chapter 3 the gospel the plan of redemption way back then and i look at that and i think man none of this catches god by surprise no, no, it's, it's, you know, in, 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 you're right, you know, going back to Genesis 3.15, you know, the, the, the very first messianic prophecy uh, that we can find in, uh, in the Bible. And when you think about it, it's pretty early. The third chapter of the beginning of the Bible, that's pretty early. And you have that thread going through the Bible of the, this concept of a person, a redeemer. And, uh, you know, the, the, the way I always look at it, I look at it from a Jewish perspective, you know, in the order of the books of the of the Bible in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, in the Jewish order, which is the same books, but different order. And it paints a picture. It paints a picture that becomes clearer and clearer as you go through all the books. And by the time you're done with the last book of the Old Testament in the Jewish order, you've got a Jewish male born in Bethlehem of a virgin who is going to be fully God, fully man, and, and on and on and on. And there's no no possibility that it would be anybody else but Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth. It's amazing. That's how I came to the Lord 35 years ago. That, that is so cool. Hey, I got to ask you this, though. Uh, I want to get I want to ask you a question about two messiahs. We're going to get there in just a second. But just for all of our uh, viewers out there and listeners, um, the what is the Torah? Okay, the Torah is uh, is uh, one section of the Old Testament. Christians have a whole Bible, Old and New Testament, from Genesis to Revelation. And Jewish people uh, believe that the Old Testament is... Uh, is the Word of God, and the New Testament is not inspired. So if you look at the from a Jewish perspective, the Tanakh is the Old Testament. And Tanakh, it really is an acronym of three letters, T-N-K. Tanakh. The T stands for Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, the books of Moses, same thing. Then the N stands for Nevi'im, the prophets, which is, you guessed it, all the prophetical books. And the K stands for Ketuvim, which is the writings, the wisdom literature as Christians know it. So you take the Tanakh, the uh, Torah, the the uh, uh, Nevi'im and the Ketuvim, T and K, Tanakh, it means the Old Testament in the Jewish order. 
That, that is that is fantastic. Okay, I'm going to throw out a question uh, that comes from uh, the prophets. So the Nevi'im, is that what you called it? Yeah, Nevi'im, uh, okay. the prophets. So I, I look at the book of Isaiah, and this is a problem that, that I, I, I think you can help us understand. Uh, a Gentile Christian uh, comes along, and they don't understand how a Jewish person can look at Isaiah chapter 53 and not see that that is prophetic about Jesus the Messiah and that he's the only Messiah. In fact, Olivia, I was uh, in Jerusalem one time a few years back, and I was walking around interviewing uh, some of the Orthodox Jews. We were doing it on film, and it was a lot of fun. Some of the some of them are ready. And uh, we, were, we were up above uh, near um, the overlook when you're looking down at the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the huge courtyard. I, I forget what it's called. Um, and you're up above by the steps where the menorah used to be. And I'm interviewing various Haredi Jews. And I said, well, what's Isaiah 53 speaking of? And then come to find out, the, there is a teaching that there's actually two messiahs, isn't there? And that's why yes. it's hard for them to see that Jesus is the messiah and the only messiah. Right. Well, first of all, uh, uh, Isaiah 53, there's so many things we can say about it. I will, I will, I will address the two Messiah in a second, but let me say just a few things about Isaiah 53. Uh, uh, until about the 11th century AD, okay, Isaiah 53 and other Messianic prophecies were seen by the vast majority of Jewish uh, sages, rabbis, as a Messianic prophecy. Now, it didn't, they, none of them would say it speaks of Jesus, but they all would admit it speaks of somebody who's going to come and suffer for his people and pay the price, a penalty for his people. It's a messianic, there was a messianic understanding of that, of that, uh, of that passage. And uh, uh, it was all changed uh, in the mid-1100 by a French rabbi, uh, leave it to the French, uh, by a French <laughs> rabbi by the name of Rashi. And Rashi uh, re uh, reassessed all the messianic prophecies and and felt like it was time to look at them and change the interpretation from speaking of a messiah person to speaking about israel as a whole corporately and to this day uh, rashi is basically revered as one of the top if not the top rabbi in judaism so his view is has become the normal the accepted view of all the messianic prophecies of no longer speaking of messiah but speaking of israel there are uh, other rabbis who disagree with them uh and that makes the the bulk of the talmud is rabbis discussing and disagreeing and then you got 17 volumes so uh <laughs> that's the talmud for you but uh so that's the first thing uh isaiah 53 i have read it uh, to many Jewish people and and I say I want to read something to you what is it just let just listen and 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 just just listen and tell me if it paints any kind of a picture I have read it to Jewish people and every single time I read it without telling them where it's from the reaction was I don't believe in the New Testament and I said well what do you mean well this is talking about Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus and I I, I Maybe it happened, but I, we don't believe in that. And then I tell them it's from Isaiah 53. It was written 700 years before crucifixion even existed, and it's from the Jewish prophets. That's when the jaw drops, and we don't really have 
answers anymore. So this is a very powerful passage. Now, to the two Messiah. Uh, Jewish people that believe in the Messiah, and that's, again, not all Jews. Some Jews don't believe in God. Some Jews don't believe in a Messianic era. But for those who believe were more religious, more inclined to study the scriptures, they believe, many of them believe in two Messiah. And the two Messiah are Messiah, son of Joseph, or Mashiach ben, uh, ben Yosef, and Messiah, son of David, Mashiach ben David. Okay? And the way they look at this is that there's going to be in the history of mankind one Messiah that will come and suffer for his people and die for his people. That's Messiah ben Joseph. Joseph being the Joseph of Egypt, not Joseph, the father mm -hmm. of, uh, of Yeshua. So first Messiah, Messiah ben Joseph, is going to come, he's going to suffer, he's going to be humiliated, he's going to die for his people. Then later in the history of mankind, we don't know when, but later, second time, a, another Messiah will come, Messiah ben David, Messiah son of David. As uh, you know, uh, we read in uh, uh, Second Samuel seven fourteen or twelve through sixteen, actually, about the uh, the promise of God, God made to David, mm -hmm. a, a descendant on his throne forever. Uh, so the son of David is is another title of Messiah, and that's the one that will come and reign and conquer the world, bring peace to the world, and reign from Jerusalem. And so Jewish people are familiar with that. Now again, religious practicing Jewish people, mm -hmm. which is about fifteen percent of the 15 million Jews in the world. But here's the interesting thing, Tom. Think about it. We are not that far off because Jewish people think of a Messiah that will come and die for his people and a Messiah that will come and live mm -hmm. and conquer and reign the world. I agree with the two offices. Jewish people, most for the most part, believe they will be held by two different people. I believe that both offices or both ministries will be held by the same person, being Yeshua, who died, rose again, and is going to return uh, a second time. I, I really love your explanation while you're talking. I couldn't help but think of Zechariah chapter 12, where it's very specific to the Jewish people when they will look upon him whom they pierced. So when you think of the two messiahs, it's as if, okay, uh, the one, the Messiah ben Joseph, he died. Um, but then when Jesus returns, that is when uh, the Jews look upon him, when he returns at the end of the tribulation period. And they right. worship him uh, as the one whom they pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for their only son. It's like and, the whole thing comes together at that point and realize it was Yeshua, HaMashiach. Uh, he's, he's the Messiah, the one who died for I, the sins I, I, of the world. Absolutely. I think, and actually, uh, I think it's, it's slightly reversed in what you just said. I think it's when they call on him and say, Baruch Habab Hashem Adonai, we missed you. Blessed is you who comes in the name of the Lord. Because Jesus said, surely you'll not see me again until you say, blessed is you who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah. So when Israel, when the Jewish people call on him, that is when he comes and they see him as the one whom they have pierced and they worship him and they come to a saving knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but the first thing to take place is Israel's recognition that they missed him the first time and they call on him. And what most Christians don't understand is that Jesus is not going to return when the when we all say, well, when you know, when God has got all the people that needs to hear the message and be saved, and then that's when Jesus comes back. No, Jesus returns according to the Bible mm -hmm. when Israel 
calls on him and says, we missed you. We blew you off. We, we rejected you. You are the Messiah. You are both Messiah ben Joseph and Messiah ben David. Please come. That's when he returns. Yeah, that Matthew chapter 23 is what you're quoting from. And, right. And, and, uh, and I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, so we also know for, in fact, uh, Olivier, we talked about Bible prophecy a lot. There's a lot of things that are developing regardless of what's going on with the election. Everything right. is going exactly as God said it was going to go. God is, didn't lose control. Um, people lose control. God didn't lose control. Everything has to happen according to this particular time frame that God has already de- determined events are going to take place and America is not going to be a great nation during the tribulation period. So we see things going that way. But ultimately, I believe the tribulation period ultimately is about the redemption of Israel. Uh, When you look at it, it's the 70th week of Daniel. It's not the 70th week of the Gentiles or anything like that. It is the 70th week of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9 is clear. It is for your people, that be the Jews. It's for your holy city. That's Jerusalem. You start looking. Not the church. Not the church. Not the church. So it is. And Jesus himself said in Matthew 23, you will not see me again until you say, uh, what is it, Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai? Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai. Good, I said that right. Thank you. (laughs) I wasn't sure. Um, Because, well, you speak primarily French, so how do I know you're actually correct? In your Hebrew. You have to trust me. <laughs> no, I know, I know you are, because I've been testing that for a while, um, that, that statement. Uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They are going to say that. I believe there's going to be a lot of difficulty for them during that time, but they yeah. will call upon and, the Lord. And we're getting close to that. You know, I, I, I was, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the way that the Middle East is signing peace treaties right now. And if you look only, uh, not, not even uh, 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 politically, but geographically, uh, right now we have, uh, you know, we have uh, Egypt and Jordan been there for a long time. And then we added uh, Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates and then Sudan. If, if um, Saudi Arabia was to sign, which a lot of people believe they will soon, was to sign a peace treaty with Israel, then you've got the entire yeah. southern part all uh, on both sides and under Israel are becoming friends and a major buffer zone to anything coming their way. Yeah. You only have Syria and Lebanon who's still open, but you know, you're getting a big chunk of the neighbors of Israel protecting Israel all of a sudden. And now Israel's going to go, you know what? We can bring our guard down a little bit in the South because it's all friends. Yeah. And when Israel brings her guard down is when the Antichrist is going to sign a firm covenant with them and say, okay, let's, or, or maybe confirm what's happening and enforce yeah. it even more so. It, and it's it, coming. Is, it is really amazing to watch when you look at uh, President Trump, you know, what has developed. This has never happened before in the history of the world. And we don't know. Uh, as of Wednesday, we still don't know who the next president is going to be. But perhaps this was the main reason that God brought uh, place Trump as president. In Daniel chapter 2, the Bible's clear. God raises up kings and he sets down kings. So we don't know. God is in control. But we look back, Harry Truman needed to be president when Israel was recognized as a by the UN back in 1948, then you fast forward to where we are now. Listen, the the, the Bible prophecy, the 
the bullseye is Jerusalem, it's the Jewish people, and it's the Messiah returning when the Jews say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Everything has to go that way, and we know there's going to be a covenant with many. We know there's going to be an Ezekiel 38 war. We know Ezekiel 39, God's going to give Israel the victory and get the glory. God's going to get the glory. It's just remarkable to see all these things developing. Where, where do you put, uh, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot, where do you put Ezekiel 38 in the scope of, of, of world events? Before, after, a tribula- where do you put it? Because people have different yeah. views. I got get asked that question just last week on a, on a, uh, a Zoom also. So uh, here's, I, I don't know exactly where it is. We do know it's in the last days because Ezekiel tells us it is. We know it's at a time when Israel's dwelling in peace and safety. Hence, you look at these agreements, Hmm, interesting. Israel looks like they're heading to dwelling in peace and safety. It's when they've gathered back from being scattered around the world. It's when they have the mountains of Israel. It's when their enemy, Russia and Iran, come from the north uh, and the battles on the mountains of Israel. Um, I mean, there's so. it's also when Gog is a guard for the troops that are on the northern part, uh, north of the northern part of Israel. And that's where Russia is right now. They're guard for them. So you look Look at all these things. It is in the last days. Okay, where do I place it? I have some colleagues that place it at the end of the tribulation period. They time it with Armageddon. I, I don't do that. I put it in uh, maybe just before the rapture or shortly thereafter. Um, I, I've wondered if it's the uh, red horse of uh, the the uh, uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse, the, the second seal judgment, uh, because the red horse is war. It is great war. Could it be that is the great war that's described there in Revelation chapter six? So it would be at, that would place it at the beginning of the tribulation period. The challenge I have with the timing of of uh, Ezekiel thirty eight war being at the end of the tribulation period at Armageddon is that in Ezekiel 39, they burn the weapons for seven years. I, it doesn't make sense to me that in the millennial kingdom, these weapons are going to be burnt for seven years. But there's some people smarter than me that still place it there. Uh, but I place it either uh, just, uh, basically, I, I really do look at it as being after the rapture. However, I, that, that, that's where to me it makes the most sense right after the rapture. But I have some very good friends, uh, probably they're probably the same people that we're discussing here that l- look at it at the end at the end of the seven year tribulation uh, uh, and, and, and those are valid views they're, they're definitely not you know church splitters or you know we don't, yeah. we don't have to uh, to you know they're, they're both both views but what we know is that it's going to happen it, and, it, and yeah. we also know that 38 is followed by 39 which is the important part. <laughs> and, and God gets the glory. Listen, God wins that battle. And it is a time when Israel looks, again, when they're dwelling in peace and safety. So I look at these peace agreements. It, it looks like everything is everything's going that direction. Here's the thing, though. What if the Ezekiel 38 war happened in three weeks and we're not raptured yet? Does that mean that that the rapture does isn't going to happen? No, it just means we only know that that war will happen in the last days. I believe we have entered that period, not the tribulation, but we've entered the general time frame of the, the latter years that Ezekiel described. And we also, the, the, the Bible doesn't tell us, and, and unless you know something I don't, uh, I don't believe the Bible tells us anywhere that the rapture 
precedes the seven-year tribulation by like one minute. No. We know that it's okay. going to be before, but it, it, we, it could be a minute, could be a day, could be a month, could be a year. I don't see it being a long time, but there's nowhere in the Bible where it tells us that, you know, like, you know, 1260 days or those, when, when those numbers are needed, we get them. Yeah. God gives us the numbers of the days and the, you know, and the places and the names and the dates. But here we know that the rapture, we know the sequence of events. We don't necessarily have a way of knowing. So the rapture could take place tomorrow. What starts the seven year tribulation, I think we're in agreement, is a signing of the covenant, yeah. Daniel 9.27. Yep. Daniel's very clear about that. God makes it clear. The beginning of the tribulation, again, it's the 70th week of Daniel, it's the confirming of the covenant. So there's already, there already has to be a peace agreement in place in, in order for it to be confirmed later. So I look, was Trump, Donald Trump here just for that purpose, or that was the main purpose, I, not just for that purpose? I don't know. That's just speculation. But regardless, this peace agreement is out there. It's also interesting. It's called the Abrahamic Covenant, which would be another good topic well, for no, the, the uh, agreement abraham agreement yes yeah um, the abraham the abraham accord. agreement yeah accord. That, that's, that, so, that, that made me it made me cringe i'm going to go oh, that's pretty close yeah well that's i think i'm thinking hmm but but it's going to be confirmed later on according to to daniel so that has to be in place it could be confirmed a year from now we don't know but uh um it's it again the tribulation is the 70th week of uh Daniel is for the Jewish people. God is going to redeem Israel. We know that, Olivier, we are actually out of time. We're going to talk about a couple of things I wanted to get into. One of them was the lost 10 tribes of Israel. What are they? Who are they? And we're looking at anti-Semitism increasing. And we watched recently what happened to the Jews in New York City and, and black Israelism. And, and I know that's a lot. I wanted to talk about it today. Can we do that next time? Of course, we can do that next okay. time. That, that it, it's 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 we can always do it next time. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Hey, but you know, one more thought. Yes. I was talking to a friend today, a, a Christian friend of mine, who said something very interesting. He said, "Olivia, we don't know who's going to win the election, but if God wants to use Trump for another four years to continue to solidify what's going on in the Middle East, he'll become president." Yes, you're right. God is, listen, God is still God. God didn't lose control. God will have his person in that position regardless. And God right. is bringing about his plan. And sometimes we think his plan has to be our plan. No, we have, it, we, we have it wrong. God is moving forward with his plan. I want to make sure that, that we do our best as much as we possibly can to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and remember that he is, he is the one that is sovereign. Yeah, yesterday I heard from, uh, you know, Mark Hitchcock. Uh, yes. Uh, you, I was uh, listening to a lecture by him and he said, he quoted somebody, I forgot who he quoted, but it really resonated with me. He said, as believers in this, the midst of this election, if we always claim that we're standing on the rock, we cannot start acting like we're just grabbing the last piece of driftwood passing by. You know, I love that. <laughs> so that we, we, we have a responsibility yeah. to to the world that, you know, to, to let them know that no matter what happened, God is yeah. in control. Amen. God is in control. Listen, we're out of time. Um, but, uh, I forgot to listen, promote your, your newsletters. I read your newsletters and they are fantastic. Uh, Thank one, of, one of them is, can the Jews be replaced, uh, theologically or ethnically? 
and the other one is about the is the gospel Jewish. Uh, well, it's complicated. I, I I thought they were fantastic. Where can people get the your? Uh, uh, they can find those on my uh, website newantisemitism.com, and they can also find the you know my books on that website and uh, podcasts and videos newantisemitism.com, and the other website of course is the ministry that I'm part of, which is chosenpeople.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Olivia. And also, people, if they want to know more about the two messiahs, they can get that in the one newsletter, I think, that you wrote, Is the Gospel Jewish? Get more information on that. You can see everything written out. Uh, by the way, they're absolutely fantastic. I would encourage thank everyone you. out there to go to newantisemitism.com and uh, check out everything that Olivier has. You will be absolutely blessed, I promise. Olivier? I'll talk to you soon, probably before we even find out who wins the election. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.